0: Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hello and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul, episode number 51. I'm so excited to be talking about today's topic and of course, like all things, um, immediately before pressing the record button, there were... Things that came up that were like, oh my gosh, I've got to totally change course and talk about this because I'm an Enneagram type 7 and I get super enthusiastic and excited about things, but that's just the way it goes and it's so okay. But today I'm going to talk about the function of our intuition and our connection to the world around us, certain portions of our brain, how we can strengthen our intuition in order to move ahead with our goals, and use some real life examples of my own in order to demonstrate how it's worked for me in the past, plus theorize on ideas that have been coming together for this very Thought this very concept in this episode within the last 72 hours. So, first off, I don't believe that anything happens by chance, which you probably know about me if you've been following or listening along for a while. I think that everything's interconnected and as evidenced by what's going on at the time of this recording where Tom Brady just threw an amazing touchdown right before halftime. I think there's a lot to our belief. I think that thoughts become things. Our thoughts cause our emotions, which lead to actions that reinforce our beliefs. If I believe I'm a productive member of society, I'm going to do things that create good things in the world. help out to the best of my sphere of influence, at least. Conversely, if I think I'm a no-good criminal destined to wind up destitute, I'm not likely to go after the opportunities that are going to propel me into a wildly successful station in life. I believe that everything's interconnected, like Einstein's theory of relativity. I think it's very much at play, in addition to quantum mechanics, hence my business name being Quantum Highways. I think that we're all largely made up of energy atoms that respond to our environment, and part of that environment is thoughts. Um, And thirdly, I have a unique perspective of how physiology ties into the energy of our thoughts, or vice versa. And I believe that while our past thoughts and experiences form our self-concept, that the lens that we view the world through, we have the power of choice and therefore can reach for better feelings and better serving thoughts that we want to attain in order to improve our self-concept and place in this life. For instance, right before recording and as the football game was kind of in the commercials, I was doing some thought work. I was doing some things that I really wanted to identify why my feelings were kind of incongruent with some, I suppose situations that I wanted to change and I thought okay what can I reach for in a better feeling that lines up with the thought that can help me lead to this outcome while I know that everything happens for a reason I still am not satisfied with the way that this is sitting with me so I digress a bit but we'll talk about the self-concept here here for a minute I know that I was a born protector. I've saved numerous people's lives in the physical realm and in the spiritual realms. I've literally reached into turbulent waters and pulled a child out of a tide to save her life, and I wasn't a very strong swimmer at the time. I've gone into dangerous territory to do my sworn duty to save an elderly person's life, and I've also impacted the lives of the suicidal the homicidal, and the hopeless so that they were able to be restored to hope. I've also done more through intercessory prayer that I... Won't digress upon on this episode either, but because of my self concept of being a protector, being a helper, being someone who makes an impact in a positive way, I'm able to find kind of like we talked about in the last episode about the reticular activating system. I'm able to um, quickly and easily suss out the life situations that I can best be of service. So a few nights ago, when I was on a walk at dusk with my husband and my kitten, it's a long story, I saw a danger and I grabbed my husband to stop him from walking in the path of a large unknown species of black snake. We live in South Florida and water moccasins, hog snakes, and some less poisonous but big black racers and king snakes are pretty common around here. I've seen him before, but this time I was with my husband and he didn't see it right away, but I did and I immediately stopped and we all gave it a wide berth and we kept going on our walk. And it got me to thinking, I'm aware of my surroundings and I'm always aware of life. So I immediately felt this sense of massive love and protectedness and appreciation for my baby kitty who was safely in his kitty backpack, which I was wearing that night as a front pack so that I could see him and what was going on with him because he was being particularly needy. And I felt that wave of love, this unconditional love, back from him. And I thought, gosh, I've got to tell you all about this connection with animals and this intuition that we can all tap into. So that's where this idea started. And another fun story in contrast, but it ties into how our minds actually work And that is how the universe will mirror and support everything that you believe. And this is actually one of the rules of the mind that um, I've seen in play for my whole life. And only since I have become uh, involved with RTT did I actually understand that this is a rule of the mind, not only of the universe. So when we first moved into our neighborhood, we had these three white ducks in our neighborhood. And they were in our backyard when I was looking out into it at first. And I sent a signal out to them that we were friends and how much I loved them, remembering my pet goose of years ago, Frank. So when I opened the back door and walked outside, these three ducks that I named Bill, Bill, and Bill all ran over to me like we were long-lost friends as fast as they could. And I had crouched down and opened my arms up, and they literally ran into me and just gave me the biggest hugs. Literally. They were all like, pet me and love me and hugs, and it was wonderful. And at the time, my 13-year-old stopdaughter was amazed. She had never seen anything like it. You guys are really friends, she asked. She had no idea how this could happen. You just moved here. (laughs) And these are ducks. And I'm like, of course. I love them. And they love me. It's just the way it is. And so I pet them, and we spent like 15 minutes doing duck burp 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 talking and... She's like, this is so weird. (laughs) And I'm like, yep, but it's not. So I explained to her, it's just that all animals and things need love. So I provided that to them as soon as I saw them and they responded. So what does this have to do with the brain and how you can tap into it in order to make your life what you want it to be? Well, according to Gaia.com, the pineal gland is known as the third eye chakra or the Anja chakra in the Hindu system. And this Anja chakra is said to lead to the connection to spirit. It closed chakra, third eye chakra, is said to lead to confusion, uncertainty, cynicism, and pessimism. So let's say my third eye chakra was closed. I would have been like, oh great ducks, they're going to poop all over my yard and they're probably going to bite me or something worse than that, right? But every esoteric tradition heralded the third eye as our connection to spirit. It's the space between humans and God moving us from our own isolated experience in the human space, but it moves us from that singular experience to a higher source of ethereal energy. And when we expand our third eye awareness, like through the pineal gland, we often can have a pathway to God or the spiritual or the supernatural according to Deepak Chopra, the pineal gland is a small gland in the brain the size of a grain of rice. Now, my girlfriend and I, when we were talking just the other day, it was interesting because she says, oh my gosh, this is amazing. All of your experiences, like with the black snake and the goddess and all of these things that have happened most recently in your life, like the pineal gland used to be the size of a peach, now it's the size of a walnut. So I'm not really sure where this size of a grain of rice comes from because some of my research showed me that it was, um, you know, different sizes, like the size of a bean, so I don't know. But according to the Deepak Chopra um, website, it says that if you place one finger on your third eye and one just above your ear, and if you could have the two fingers meet in the brain this is the location so it's kind of centralized to the brain it definitely according to all my research on wikipedia and everything else it regulates your circadian rhythm it produces melatonin and it helps your brain get to the alpha state of consciousness it helps you enter that meditation state and definitely And all the other research I've done, I can't even cite my different sources because I looked at so many different things, but it can calcify. It can have fluoride buildup, and so fluoride is added to our public water system, and It's also in toothpaste. So it's important to understand that, you know, the skin is our largest organ. And if you're taking showers with public water um, and you're getting fluoride additives, you're probably going to have to work to make sure that you keep your third eye chakra open. So you can definitely concentrate on tuning up that third eye chakra. And I'll give you other tips later on in this episode. So let's dive a little bit into intuition and talk about what truly intuition is so that you can understand if you've never really understood what intuition is and how to use it. It's quite simply, it's another sense that we have within us. We're all born with it, just as we're born with the ability to hear, taste, see and feel. Um, Most of us have learned to build our logic, our thinking mind, um, based on what we know, what we can see, hear, feel, and touch um, based on logic and reasoning instead of paying attention to our natural instincts. Now, When you have a gut feeling, or maybe you can say, like, I intuitively know this. Maybe you walk into a room and you can sense there's tension. There was an argument there just a little bit ago, and you just know. Or maybe you can sense when somebody's having a love affair, right? I can always pick up when there's some kind of, like, energy between people. There's secrets being held between people that they don't want other people to know. I always can tell. Um, That's our intuition, another sense that helps us filter and process what's in our environment. Animals rely heavily on their intuition for survival and it's at the core of every living being. This is like our animal instinct varies uh, intuition for survival is our first resource where we've learned to use our cognitive abilities and we've paid less and less attention to it like we've been able to make crude tools we're like oh what can I use this for I don't know I'm going to set it aside until like I know I know it's going to be useful and then we're like oh I'm so glad I left that there because I can use it now right but when we don't use a sense for very much, and we rely upon things that we already knew, um, things that we can rely upon for our knowledge base versus our gut sensing or our um, sixth sense, if you will, then we typically lose the optimal intuitive sense. So we stop relying on the intuitive ability. So animals, they use their intuition all the time and they're aware of it and open with it. Like they know the difference if you've got a dog or a cat with you. They know the difference between good people and bad people. They can sense intent, um, all that kind of thing. I want to talk to you about intuition with how I use it to sense consciousness. Because as an energy practitioner and as a seeker and as someone who's really developed and honed this sort of ability to just have this knowing. Um, You guys have heard me talk on the podcast before about shamanism and one who sees in the dark and one who sees with their heart. I can sense when something is alive and has a sentient knowledge or just a sentient creature And so when I go walking in the woods alone or in the marsh or in the forest or in the mountains hiking, whatever it is, um, I've always been able to use my intuition whether or not I'm, A, supposed to go to a certain spot, or B, if it's safe, C, what types of tools or um, things that I need to have with me, if it's a jacket even on a sunny day or whatever it might be. Um, or boots, you know, whatever you, you might think that I would need on a, a hiking trip. So I've had many times where I'm like, oh, I want to check out this natural park, but it's like not today because maybe there's a bad person or who knows what it could be, or maybe a car accident, who knows. I just follow my intuition and it's never let me down. So I was walking one day in Northern California, and I couldn't tell what was going on. I was in this really tall grass, and I remember um, my husband, and we were just dating at the time, but he was all the way across the country, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going out there? And I was like, I just really want to go. And he's like, well, be careful because there's all kinds of snakes and weird stuff over there. Because this grass, it's taller than I am. I'm pretty short. I'm only like five foot three and a half. And this grass was probably, I don't know, over six feet. It was probably seven foot tall grass. And so I was walking through the grass and I was super excited. I was on an adventure. You know, I just really wanted to go and see what was past it. It was this huge field. And I could feel this intelligence. And I could feel this these things. And I'm like, they don't want... Like, they don't necessarily not want me here, but they don't want me smooshing them. <laughs> and so I'm, like, being very careful. And I'm, like, warning them of my presence. And I'm using the grass to kind of smoosh it away and push down on itself. And I'm stepping very carefully... And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it was wild. So I saw hundreds of spiders. There was like these black spiders and they were like making their way and it was really exciting. And I thought, wow, okay. So literally my spidey senses were on point. (laughs) And I mean, I was fine. I had been told to like wear, you know, the right boots and jeans and long sleeves and be careful and like they didn't want they were just moving with the grass and they were like oh this is very interesting like this you know humanoid creature is coming like move (laughs) it was so interesting but you know it was very cool um for me to be able to sense that was going on and kind of be with them and in their environments. and I got to this beautiful clearing and saw this wonderful stream and it was so nice it was really cool I saw berries and it was just cool anyways I digress so animals use their intuition and we can use our intuition when we tap into it according to webnat.com, um, Medical researchers have not shown that the pineal gland is the source of inspiration, but they've determined, of course, that it's got the timing clock, which affects sleep, mood, and reproductive maturation and behavior. It secretes a hormone that inhibits sexual maturation until the appropriate time, which basically means puberty won't hit until you're supposed to. It also regulates sleep cycles and... Um, helps us when, you know, as women, when our, our cycles are supposed to happen, uh, It medical research helps it to recognize the pineal as one of the bodies of internal clocks, basically. So not only is it our biological clock as women, but it helps us like with our circadian rhythms when we're supposed to go to sleep and wake up, that sort of thing. According to the same website, it says perhaps the mystics were not too far off, for it also appears a pineal gland is sensitive to light. In lower animals, it has been shown that the gland actually does possess photoreceptors which can detect light. It is possible that this may be true in human beings as well. Some researchers feel that light passes through the eye where the retina not only sends the signals of what is being seen to the brain, it also passes information about the type of light through electrochemical impulses to the pineal and pituitary glands and the hypothalamus. Now, light is a a nutrient for a healthy body. We all know that vitamin D kind of comes when you go in the sun, and I think there's a theory out there between uh, sunblock and vitamin D deficiency and vitamin D helps support the immune system and it helps us fight off cancer, helps us fight off people who have pontificated against COVID-19 even. And it also helps people understand seasonal affective disorder, um, cabin fever. There's people who, you know, don't get enough of the light and they can get depressed. But it's not just the amount of light that the body is exposed to, but it's the quality of light. So different wavelengths of light cause plants and animals to grow in different ways. We all know that plants have photosynthesis, they kind of eat the light. Something interesting that I found about the pineal gland is that it's a natural crystal. It has a crystalline structure. And a lot of my fellow light workers, as we often refer to ourselves as when we work with energy and we work with different uh, supernatural forces, whether they are of a spiritual nature or um, energy such as Reiki or shamanism or prayer, however you want to look at it, but it's the pineal calcification, the crystal that lies in the center of the brain. Remember we talked about fluoride earlier and Deepak Chopra talks about protecting yourself against that. So the x-ray parameters for judging the symmetry within the human brain, the true function of the pineal's crystal has never been known. So some scientists have gone so far as to suggest that the more the calcification, the lesser the capacity for physiologic function left within the alleged atrophied and aging pineal gland. So basically, as you get older, the more calcification happens, the less intuitive you get. But maybe, just maybe, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the more older you get, the more you rely upon logic and knowledge and your experiences, and the less you go with your gut, the less you follow your instincts and the the things that just kind of speak to you in a subtle way. So, very interesting things here, guys. Going back to ancient history, the limbic brain is where the pineal gland lives. Remember, following Deepak's kind of uh, putting your, like if you put your finger on the third eye in between your eyebrows and your thumb above your ear and you follow that space to the middle of your brain, That would be like the limbic center of your brain. And if you want to think about the Eye of Horus in ancient Egypt, that's all can be drawn, and it's so beautiful. It looks just like the Eye of Horus. And the limbic part of the brain is linked to emotions and memories. It controls and coordinates everything from the movements of the fingers to your heart rate. And it really... According to TheMedium.com, this part of the brain holds the potential for each human to attain enlightenment. Not really a pun on words like as far as light and the crystalline structure and melatonin and light production, but maybe. So we we mentioned that it's called the third eye, which is represented by the pineal gland at the center of the brain, but it stays dormant, uh, this part of the brain, until the soul reaches a certain spiritual level. Ancient Egyptians believed that it was primordial to nurture our limbic brain so that the third eye would lead us to spiritual awakening. And when you look at the symbol of the Eye of Horus, it shows us what to change in our body to improve our spirit. Understanding how the limbic system works will help us to heal or reshape our brain. And the system in the limbic component is all the hypothalamus that controls our emotions, the hippocampus that relates to memories and helps you understand the environment, and the amygdala helps coordinate the response to things in your environment that trigger an emotional response. So if you have PTSD or damage from trauma, witnessing abuse, neglect, or violence, it can cause anxiety to build up and really throw this limbic portion of your brain off. So ancient Egyptians basically came to the conclusion that relaxing this portion of the brain and this system would help to heal you and reshape your brain and to look inward and and really understand how these emotions can kind of heal you and formulate you to be a spiritually enlightened being. So to reach inner peace and live a meaningful life, it is essential to understand the limbic system and how it works. René Descartes believed that the human pineal gland was the principal seat of the soul, and academic philosophy among his contemporaries considered the pineal gland as neuroanatomical structure without metaphysical qualities, but science just studied it as an end, like one endocrine gland among many but he was kind of a philosopher scientist, which in my studies in my life so far, that's like my special area of affection. Like I love to study people who um, really kind of look at things in a holistic perspective, not just through one lens of science. So um, it's really wonderful for me to kind of explore this sort of thing. So what can you do with this information? First, understand that your intuition can be enhanced by shutting down the overstimulation of external forces that cause our brain to be in the fight or flight mode. Remember that limbic portion where the hypothalamus, the hippocampus, and the amygdala all process emotions and events, and they kind of go into overdrive, whether that's through memories or through um the events that are happening now, how they go into the fight or flight mode. So honoring your emotions and feeling them to the fullest in order to understand what is an emotion about an experience versus trying to numb out or shut down your feelings so that you can push through it, right, we're just gonna make it through. And that's no fun for anyone. Noticing the natural world around you and its response to you, the happenings that simply occur, such as the wind, the sun, the clouds, things that just happen observe your pets, observe the crickets outside, observe the trees and the birds to see the natural order of things and how the natural order of things respond to simply being versus planning out a plan of action, right? As humans, we always want to be action oriented and I'm going to affect my environment, but rather understand how the environment can not only affect you, understanding how you can be in harmony with it. Learn to love yourself and honor your feelings about things. If you feel like you should or shouldn't do something, follow your intuition. Sometimes I went ahead and moved forward with something that I really didn't have any pre planning about doing, but it led me on to a totally different trajectory in life, like purchasing a course, which led me to a partial grant, which led me to transforming numerous people's lives for the better, and allows me to continue my work on my own beliefs and. Leveling up and what I know is possible for myself. I am continually trying to improve myself. And also, I always think of it like, come on, guys, who's coming with me? And I have this like huge, um, I can't even think of it as a vehicle. It's just this wonderful trail that I'm blazing where all these people come with me. And if you're ready, follow, right? Let's learn together and let's go. So while we know that the past has taught us a basis for what we can draw knowledge from, for instance, don't touch a hot stove or you'll get burned, start to get quiet for a few moments every day so that you can have some space in which to open up for the tingly, this is exciting, it's intriguing, and I want to do more of the unknown future sorts of thinking. It's been said that if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got. So silencing that voice of anxiety and leaning into the ancient component of the expansion of what is possible through following intuitively what can be good for us in our future and what we want to create Letting go of fear, learning to trust the universe that provides so much abundance, just like the animals of the world do. They trust the universe every day. We learn that from the wild ones outside and also our pets that we cherish and protect. They have to trust that there's enough resources to get them through. They have to trust in their environment. They have to trust in their intuition. The limbic system that set of structures in the brain that deals with emotions and memory. It regulates our autonomic or endocrine functions in response to the emotional stimuli, and it's involved in reinforcing behavior. When you're reinforcing behavior tells you you've tried that and it didn't work, you don't want to do it again, right? That's painful. It was no fun. But if you try something and it works, you... want to do it again. It's the dopamine hit. It can tie into the reward center of the brain, another whole part. We're not going to talk about that right now. We're concentrating on the emotional and the pineal gland area. So think of it like this. If you're wanting to get into shape and you exercise, but you still haven't seen results, you can stop focusing on the desire to get into shape and picture the actual clothes that you're going to fit into, the feelings of being comfortable in your body, the lack of judgment towards yourself. And similarly, like what I used to do so many years ago, remind yourself you didn't gain the weight overnight, but it took some time and therefore it will take just a bit more time from today to get back to where you were. With concentrated effort, instead of not paying attention, you can get into shape much faster than you got out of shape when you weren't paying attention. So using the pineal gland in your intuition, you can be guided to the things that are good for you in terms of the type of exercise, the meal types that suit your body well, and discover a natural rhythm to your days that work well for your health. When it comes to goals in business or entrepreneurship, understanding the intuition is critical. Following one person's strategy to the letter is not going to give you the results that they receive because you are not them. You can't think the same thoughts. You haven't had the experiences or knowledge or subtle nuances of how they put things together. Therefore, your energetic expression of the strategy would never look the same and you will want to intuitively change things from what someone else is doing. Your expression of how your business will look must be uniquely tailored to you because you might be a night owl or a morning person, or you might get your most creative ideas at four o'clock in the afternoon. Honoring your daily cycles of how you work must be taken into consideration when setting up your business. Not conforming to the should and must do is part of what makes the success that much sweeter. Failure tolerance is something that I've been really had driving home in my experience lately. What sets someone who succeeds apart from someone who doesn't is their ability to get back on the horse and continue despite something not turning out the way they expected. My first online course, I was able to have a pretty good launch. My second course, goose egg, a big fat zero. Did I let that stop me? No. I decided to regroup and look at what I did differently that time from what the first time was and the in-person courses and why things went cattywampus. You know what it was? My belief, my insecurity in what I was doing. I was following the guidance of a coach and not my intuition, doing what I love to do. I really thought her strategy was going to work but I had a dependency on what she was doing and a belief that I didn't have as good of tools or resources as she did. And it showed in my results. My intuition told me to do something at a certain time and I didn't follow it. I followed someone else's strategy instead and it didn't work out so good. But that's totally okay. I learned and you can, you can learn from that too, right? I can help you learn. So now I know what works, what doesn't, and I can blend the two for a creation of epic proportions. I understand the mind pretty darn well. I know how energy can be harnessed for the betterment of all involved, and I have an obedient servant's heart. I know what it feels like to be desperate for something to succeed, and I understand how much that doesn't work either. For more about that, the desperation, and why it doesn't work, go back to episode number 38, Committing to Your Purpose, Stop Being Attached. So what does that have to do with the inspiration for today's episode, my walk with the kitty, my husband, the snake, and unconditional love? According to SelfHelpHealing.com, inside the pineal gland are tiny little calcite crystals. We talked about the calcite crystals, and they're known to produce bioluminescence, the tiny form of light without heat. It explains why the colors and visions can be experienced during meditation, healing sessions, and energy channeling because the pineal gland is reacting to the increased presence of electromagnetic energy within the body and brain. And when I had my little chat with my girlfriend, I saw some beautiful sights and understood things that I really was like, wow. (laughs) The third eye is an energy machine that can create and store energy, and it will. Everything in the universe is energy. Your third eye responds to energy. Your third eye will help you with your meditation. You all know I'm a huge advocate of meditation. Your pineal gland will interact with and change your physical environment. It can generate its own magnetic field. And according to this same website, Self-Help Healing, it says that it can... When you meditate around sunrise, between 4 and 6 a.m., the solar wind charges the Earth's magnetic field, and it stimulates the pineal gland. And I'm telling you, when I meditate at sunrise, it's so wonderful. When Dr. Marcel Vogel, who is the head research scientist for IBM, he studied quartz and other crystals, He researched the relationship between these crystals and water, and he discovered that he could structure water by spinning it around a tuned crystal, and it altered the characteristics of water and converted it into an information storage system. Crystals are used in electronic systems. Now, you know that your mind has electronics in it. You should know that your heart has electronics in it. That's why we have the defibrillators and all those things, right? Clear! (laughs) When people are going down and they need to jumpstart their heart. The energy of love has a direct influence of crystalline growth. So when you're doing something that you love, when you're doing something that you're meant to do, when you're doing something that your head is in the game and you're ready to go for it, they work together as as one. The energy of love and your pineal gland and your visualization exercises and your meditation when you get still and you get rid of all the extraneous nonsense, they work together as one to complete a, a whole totality of creative potential. The crystalline structure of the pineal gland is seen to be the main contributor to this interaction between our consciousness and our environment. Your thought and intention is a form of energy and every thought has a different frequency. Different thoughts interact with your environment in different ways. That's why Henry Ford says, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. So what you think you intend, the words you speak, and what you believe are all of great importance the energy is stored within the crystals of your pineal gland. Unconditional love is a powerful energy and with that energy you can raise the energy of your pineal gland. When you're positively affecting your body, your mind, and your being, you practice your consciousness. You can expand into greater spheres of awareness. When you have awareness of these things, when you tap into the universal consciousness, when you tap into God consciousness, when you go into Reiki, when you really go into prayer and you really focus and expand your awareness beyond something greater than yourself, this is when the magic happens, people. (laughs) This is when it's more than just the bottom line and, oh my gosh, I didn't have such a great (laughs) launch. You can do so much more Then just worry about what happens. So when I moved throughout my day and I was planning out this episode, I had that call with my girlfriend and fellow coach. And we talked about the symbols and the timing and all the things that us energetic feelers talk about when we're talking about the power of love and crystals. And why I was inspired to talk to you about what happened. She spoke about kundalini rising, the wonderment of the affirmations, the pineal gland and how amazing it all is. And I decided to share with you the amazing thing that I developed to help empower, heal, and design your purpose in life with absolute love. If you've been feeling like something is holding you back from reaching your highest potential, like you're maybe even unclear on what it is that you want in life, like there's a heaviness that you can't quite put your finger on, I'd like to invite you to consider joining my upcoming Mastermind course, I Am Worthy. It's designed to harness the synergies of the frequencies of other amazing women to help empower you, heal you, help you design your life to go after it as the magical creature that you are. I am so, so, so excited as I just know it's going to be amazing and full of amazing people who are looking to enhance their intuition, increase their feelings of peace, get into an abundance mindset, and empower their goals. More information is going to be coming out in the coming weeks, but if you already have a feeling that this is right for you, send me over an email at info at quantumhighways.com. Limited spaces are going to be available, so let's start talking soon. Until next time, take care.